The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Friends near and far, we welcome you to the service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves your presence with us come Sunday. On this alumni weekend, this Sunday especially, we welcome as our lector, the president of the Boston University Alumni Association, our friend Dr. Shadi Dahar, who is the head of an association that numbers 300,000 women and men around the globe, some of whom are present and others of whom are listening this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able May we stand in the praise of God.
beloved, this and every Sunday we offer our thanks for what we have been given and we seek God's blessing for all that is yet to be. In that spirit, we pray together the collect as printed. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. The Bible says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven us. As our choir sings the traditional Kyrie, Lord have mercy, we commend ourselves and souls and spirits to the pardoning God who loves us in Christ. May we pray silently. God, for this good place, this safe place, the embrace of thy lasting and everlasting arms, we offer our thanks. Hearing the good news, beloved, if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God.
lesson from the epistle of James. <clears throat> Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in the responsive reading of Psalm 1 with our antiphon. Our choir will teach our choral response and then we will sing that together. Are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of the scoffers but their delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law they meditate day and night they are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither in all that they do they prosper wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. are able, please stand as we sing our thanks to God and listen to the gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, chapter 8, verses 27 through 38. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? 
And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Jesus is our commonwealth today and yesterday and every day, present and past and future. Oh, just a few days ago last Saturday, I made my way eastward along the Esplanade by the River Charles. Waves, scores, hundreds, more than a thousand. Walkers came past me headed west. Isn't that the way of life, swimming upstream always I was. This was the Heart Walk. Well, those of you come Sunday who are in church know about the Walk of the Heart. That's what we're about right now. But this was a Saturday morning and children move forward along the walk. They don't go down the middle, they zigzag. That's what children do. There was an octogenarian wearing a name tag, Uncle James. There were t-shirts sporting the names of sponsors and of health institutions who were promoting this, this fine heart walk. The uh, different troops in different colors moved along, brown and tan and yellow and orange. And the ones that touched most were the family shirts. We walk to remember PJ, said one. A freshman this week who loves Hemingway, he's making a comeback, I guess, said that she understood Hemingway was asked to write a short story in six words, and he came back as follows. Baby shoes for sale, never worn. Six words, it doesn't take much. Two letters, PJ. The purple shirt had it best. It said, take a few steps for a good cause. Friends, that's what we're doing, listening as we do on the radio or gathering of a Sunday, a beautiful autumn Sunday in Marsh Chapel. We're part of the procession. 
This gospel read for the second time this week. It took two sermons to get through Mark 8, 27 and following. Then more ethical, now more spiritual, then more moral, now more theological, then sanctification, now justification. That's what we're about, taking a step. We make our place and engage the promenade of faith in our portion of the earth here in the cradle of liberty. Our choir guides us, we process in. It's a majestic moment. We're here, we gather. We lift our hands and voices and then we recess together. This is a heart walk in which you're involved this day, in which we're involved every day. We listened for the gospel last week and heard about a commonwealth and many replied over the internet for which replies I'm deeply thankful. We Listen for the teaching about social justice, recognizing that in the Bible, real religion is never very far from justice, whether in the law, the prophets, the writings, the gospels, the letters, or the apocalypses. And with the apostle in 2 Corinthians 8, we hope that those who have much might not have too much, and those who have little might not have too little. And we remembered Paul teaching, you know, he taught us about giving, didn't he, about the excellence in giving. You're excellent in so many other things. Please become so here. Any giving that's real is uh, of the free will. The blessing of giving falls most squarely upon the giver. We might add that the divine generosity undergirding us every day is signaled or illumined with every gift of kindness we make. God has given God's life for the life of the world. God has died that we might live. In the Son of Man, Mark 8 teaches, God's life comes to its nadir that ours might move to its apex. That is, in the promenade, along the esplanade, there is a subterranean water flowing, which is our, who is our, he is our common wealth. Who do you say that I am? Thou art our common Jesus is our common wealth, our common ground, our common faith, our common hope, our common life, our common wealth today. Thanks be to God. It's good news. Jesus has been our common wealth in days gone by. We celebrate alumni weekend here at Boston University. Every Sunday around the globe, alumni listen. Now some are visiting. We're glad for the support that we receive from them. And of course, we want to continue to foster a spirit of generosity and encourage endowment of all forms of life at Boston University, including, we might add, Marsh Chapel. If you are so inclined to walk alongside us and to endow the future of the ministry of this chapel, we will do everything we can for your spiritual well-being beginning in this moment. But you know, in a bigger sense, 
in a larger sense. The endowment that we need here, we already have, don't we? The price has been paid, hasn't it? God gave God's life that we might live. That real estate's been purchased. It's not that we need to raise more funds. There's not any left. It's not for sale any longer, if it ever was. Our common wealth is the living Christ, of whom it was said, he is risen, he is not here. See the place where they laid him. God's absence empowers human presence. We've heard it so often we don't hear it. God died, so you live along the walk, the heart walk of faith. Our endowment here is not visible, it's vocal, it's not audited, it's audible, it's not monetary, it's epistolary, it's not physical, it's psychic, it's not in the coin of the realm, but in the language of the heart. Yours. It's yours already. Listen. Listen for the echoes right here of those voices. I'll leave it for you to remember which of these was Wesley and which Merlin and which Marsh and which Harkness and which Marlott, whose hymn we sing in a moment, and which Thurman and which King. But the endowment is vocal and eternal. Do all the good you can. The best of all is God is with us. A heart and a service in the city and for the city. Living and learning and virtue and piety. Are ye able still the master whispers down eternity. Hope of the world thou Christ of God incarnate search Seek ye a common ground wherein we are judged, we might add, not by the color of skin, but by the content of character, your endowment here. The voice of Marsh Chapel, present and especially past, not just today, but yesterday, John Calvin wrote in his Institutes, I'm sure you've uh, thought about reading it uh, some time recently, it's just two volumes and thousands of pages, but he describes sanctification first and then justification. He talks about how we live first, which we did last week, and then why we do so, which we do this week. That is, as some of you wrote in a prescient way, the command to love the neighbor hangs on the command to love God. That is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The second of the great is hinged on the first. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, heart walk, soul, mind, and strength. How we choose to live depends upon our audition of the voices reverberating about us that convey to us that 
underground estuary, that common, common wealth. Gabriel Vahanian died this month. He wrote a book titled The Death of God, and he said, God is wholly other and wholly present. And faith, the conversion of the world, culturally and existentially, is the demand he places upon us. O thou our commonwealth, thou Christ of God incarnate and cruciform, bless us, we ask, today as thou hast done in days gone by. Thou art our commonwealth, Every day. The scripture read this morning was read years before your birth and will be read in the, into the unforeseen future long after your death. It is a lasting revelation and it cuts, Mark 8 does, right to the heart of faith and life, not just today and not just yesterday, but every Lord's Day, every one day. There's a reason why Peter, being rebuked, is so remembered. Get thee behind me, Satan. And that is that there is an honest human reticence to notice a, a lasting recoil over against the disciplined, cruciform walk of faith. We should ponder for a moment, though, this revealed this tr revealed truth, this utterance. We're not asked, most of us, to be Dietrich Bonhoeffer and give our life in a year or a day. We're not asked, as those four chaplains in the back window were to, and they did, gave their life jackets to four young sailor sailors who lived, and they did not. But the pattern of our living, though maybe not so crystal, is over time the same, isn't it? Otherwise, why are you doing what you're doing for others? Otherwise, why are you living as you live for others? Mark doesn't answer the question of why Jesus died. The closest he gets is Mark 10:45, in which he says, gave his life as a ransom for many. Isn't that such a mercantile, commercial, material image? A bag of treasure for a human liberation. And yet it may touch us in our material, even in our entitled age. Gave his life for, as a ransom, the Greek word means release. God gave God's life in Christ that we might live God's absence empowers human presence. Think for a minute. Jesus is our childhood's measure. Day by day like us he grew. He was little, weak and helpless. Tears and smiles like us he knew. And he feeleth for our sadness and he shareth 
in our gladness. Some there are who are passing through the valley of the shadow. This weekend, you need to hear the good news. Jesus, our common wealth. And underground, a grounded flow of divine generosity every, every day. That's the pattern of your living. Our faith faces squarely tragedy, loss, death, and sin. Your life patterns itself after the giving of the Christ. God gave life, we might live. We give life, others might live. It's a little more quotidian, but it's there. The breast milk of the mother, the night labor of the father, the extra effort of the teacher, the dangerous service of the soldier, the soft encouragement of the grandmother. More than we realize, we're giving our life over to the next generation. Proust wrote, there's a world of beliefs all around us that we never stop to affirm, but they guide our life. Wilder said it otherwise. We don't take it out very often and look at it, but there's something eternal about every human being. And there's a dawn side, not just a twilight, a day side, not just a night side to that pattern. As he lived, so you do too. Facing the world, free from the world, released in ransom to make, among other things, a sibling society in which every child is cherished and no woman is left aside and no man is maligned and every person is precious. But the second commandment depends upon the first, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Beloved, hear the good news. When asked, who do you say that I am, we may reply in chorus, thou art our commonwealth, our common ground, our common faith, our common hope, our common life, our common wealth. Today, yesterday, every day. Soon we'll sing come Christmas. And our eyes at last shall see him through his own redeeming love. For that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And he leads his children on to the place where he has gone. Search some corda, lift up your hearts, hear the gospel. Jesus, our common wealth. Amen.
As we come to a time of prayer in our service, I invite you to stand, be seated, kneel, come to the altar rail, assume a position of prayer that will best allow you to support our community. As the choir leads us in our call to prayer, lead me, Lord. prayers this morning come out of the Presbyterian tradition. Let us bring the needs of the church, the world, and all in need to God's loving care, saying, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ, you promise to hear us when we pray to you in his name. Confident in your love and mercy, we offer our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Empower the church throughout the world in its life and witness. Break down the barriers that divide. That united in your truth and love, the church may confess your name, share one baptism, sit together at one table, and serve you in one common ministry. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear the cries of the world's hungry and suffering. Give us who consume most of the earth's resources the will to reorder our lives, that all may have their rightful share of the food, medical care, and shelter, and so have the necessities of a life of dignity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love that our voices may speak your praise and that our lives may conform to the image of your Son. Nourish us with your word and sacraments that we may faithfully minister in your name and witness to your love and grace for all the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sustain those who need your healing touch. Make the sick whole. Give hope to the dying. Comfort those who mourn. Uphold all who suffer in body or mind, not only those we know and love, but also those known only to you, that they may know the peace and joy of your supporting care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, in your loving purpose, answer our prayers and fulfill our hopes in all things for which we pray. Give us the will to seek to bring them about for the sake of of Jesus Christ. And let us pray in the words that Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. peace of the Lord be always with you. We greet you here in the nave of Marsh Chapel once again this Sunday morning. We offer a special greeting this morning to Dr. Shadi Dar, who's here as uh, the president of the Boston University Alumni Association, helping us to read the service this morning. And we would note that all of those involved in reading the service this morning, including members of the ministry staff here at Marsh Chapel, are in fact BU alumni in honor of Alumni Weekend. I would invite our music director here at Marsh Chapel, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, to bear a special word about an upcoming event next week. Good morning. It's a pleasure to greet you uh, this autumn, 2012, and to invite you to next Sunday's first Bach experience for this season. We will perform in the liturgy next week, Cantato 71, God is my King, Gottesmann König, and you're all invited to come early next Sunday morning before the service at 9.45. Here in the nave, the chapel choir and our orchestra, the Collegium, will offer a 30-minute moment to explore the detail within the work, and I'll explain a little bit about the piece, and the uh, singers and the players will provide some musical examples, and then we'll have a little breakfast together before the service begins at 11. So we invite you to come next week at 9.45 for the opening of our Bach experience. Cantata 71, God is my King. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Scott. We hope you will take a moment to put your name and your contact information in the red book found along the center aisle of each pew and that you will pass that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know each other better throughout the coming week. Of particular interest this week is that next Saturday, uh, the servant team, our undergraduate uh, fellowship here at Marsh Chapel, is going apple picking. And we hope that particularly our student members will let the servant team know at servants at bu.edu if you're interested in attending, preferably this afternoon so that we can have a firm count and order buses tomorrow morning. Uh, 
we would note also that this is an announcement for alumni. Why is that? Well, it turns out that Red Apple Farm, where we're going apple picking, is owned by two BU alums, Al and Nancy Rose. And they have this to say about their family farm. They say, we strongly believe that the care and love that we put into our farm is returned to us and those who visit in the form of delicious tastes, beautiful sights, and lasting memories. Through environmentally responsible practices, we hope to pass this tradition on to our family and yours. We hope you'll come apple picking with us this week, and we would encourage you on a note of vocation, particularly if you are an international relations major, that at some point you too may realize vocation to be an apple farmer. We encourage you as we move to the time of our offering this Sunday morning, uh, and as the ushers wait upon us, to meditate on the uh, setting by Felix Mendelssohn of Psalm 43, Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
Gracious God, through faith we give, through hope we love, through your grace we believe and live out the good news of the gospel. We offer these gifts freely given for your service. Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.